Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 86. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. This is 86 Fed Heads. Well, 85 in the archives, but now this is number 86. Wow. And you, you keep coming back. Well, you keep letting me. I can't believe we've continue having so much fun. You are a fellow in the National Academy of Public Administration. I am. For how long? Early 2000s. I don't remember precisely the year at the time. I was the youngest fellow ever inducted. I did of course a, you were. I did a stint as chairman of the board. Mm-hmm. I have unbelievable admiration and affinity for the organization. They have just released the grand challenges in public administration. That's the topic today. Terry Girton, the president and CEO of NAPA, is here. It's great to see you, my friend. Great to see you. And Tony Scardino, a fellow at NAPA and uh, of Grand Thornton, is here to uh, talk about these grand challenges, too. You've been a fellow for how long? Cohort of 2017. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you very and much. What has that meant for you? What what have you been involved with as a Napa fellow in the time that you've been one? Well, first off, um, I studied public administration in graduate school 30 years ago, and uh, I used Napa periodicals as my source material for a lot of the papers I wrote. So it was a lifelong goal of mine to become a Napa fellow. To me, that was just the greatest honor. And my good friend Robert here actually helped me become a Napa fellow. So I'm eternally grateful for that. You have to be nominated by an existing fellow, three existing fellows in order to be elected a fellow. Okay. Since I've been a fellow, I've actually now started working on my first panel. So I'm excited about that Um, because it does take, I'll be honest with you, um, some of the challenges that Terry and her group have is you've got you know, people working full time, so it's hard for them sometimes. And then you got folks that are fellows that are retired, so it's a mix. So mm-hmm. it, they all we all complement each other, but it's, it's challenging sometimes to devote the time to these panels. But I wholeheartedly encourage people to do it. I'm so excited now that I'm doing it. What are you looking for when you are going out to recruit fellows? Robert has experience in government. Tony has experience in a variety of different ways. What kind of background, what kind of experiences do you want when you choose these folks? So one of the things that makes the academy unique is that we have public administrators from across all different disciplines in the field. About a third of our fellows are academics, so they've been prominent researchers. Many of them lead the major schools of uh, public administration. We're looking for people with experience at the federal level, but also the state and local level, because we really think that it's important to bring all of those levels of government together, wrap it with the academic uh, rigor and discipline, and that gives us the capability to bring a really unique solution to every different level of government. It's a pretty powerful mix for somebody in government to learn from, knowing that all of these different areas are represented in the work. It's done. That's right. They've got an incredibly deep bench of expertise that government routinely, especially the United States Congress, calls on to help solve big problems. Mm-hmm. And you just, in, but you just inducted a new class last month. We did. We brought in 52 new fellows, a really big class. Um, but we were looking for, especially with this one, folks who could bring really different skills to help us address these grand challenges. So we were looking for skills that people don't often associate with public administration but in people who've practiced that in the public administration space. As an example, um, Dr. Shavonda Jacobs-Young, who's the chief scientist at um, USDA, is a new fellow. 
the uh, Ramaya Krishna and the head of the School for Public Policy and Technology at Carnegie Mellon is a new fellow. So we really were excited to bring folks across the space together because we know when we get them together, we get incredible synergy and brain power. What are you looking for as you move forward? You, we're going to talk about the grand challenges in a moment, but one of the things we talked about a little bit before we went on the air is you were trying to group this new group of people around the grand challenges, and it sounds like this is going to kind of be the strategic guidepost for Napa moving forward. Is it a fair read on my part? We really see the grand challenges as our agenda for the next decade. Mm. Nothing on this list is easy or people would have solved them already. Um, But we think that the academy is uniquely positioned to bring the networks together. There are people working on all of these, but at different levels and in different places and in different ways. So what we hope to be able to do is work across the field of public administration from the very beginning when we start with education curriculum How do we change curriculum so that we're training public administrators for the future to be able to deal with these? How do we do better in the intergovernmental space, making state and local and federal officials think about what they're doing on the front end instead of trying to recover from it on the back end and and really developing intergovernmental solutions? And then how do we share that information so that people can learn in a more effective and efficient way from what's already being tried and tested and working. So um, we're really excited about it, but it is kind of our North Star for the next decade. Uh, If you look at these challenges, developing new approaches to public governance and engagement, foster social equity, steward natural resources and address climate change, make government AI ready, These these are grand challenges. Is that your goal, to solve them? We want to see significant progress made, right? Um, And so we know that, again, there are places already where people are working on these. For example, um, there was an article today about Albuquerque and what they're doing with local um, equity metrics and how they're using their city data to figure out how all of their city programs are addressing equity. So we know that there are places where things are happening. The question is, how do we elevate them? How do we connect them so that we can accelerate progress and so that we can have meaningful impact kind of across the country and to the degree that they apply around the world. I mean, the Academy is a U.S. organization chartered by the U.S. Congress, but we have international fellows. When you start to think about these grand challenges, the problems are very common. Solutions are going to depend on the particular mode of government that you have, but we have international fellows. We're interested in learning what's going on internationally so that we can see whether some of those fit. But it's all about elevating and accelerating solutions. Tony, when you look at this list, are there some of these that strike you as where the solution is more art than science? Are there some that where the solution is more science than art? Or am I maybe not thinking about it the right way? First of all, I have to applaud Terry and and the Academy of, of Fellows, which, I, of course, I am one, but I don't deserve any of the credit here, for taking this on. I mean, they could have called these really hard challenges, really difficult ones. I mean, they, they put the... Big, hairy pick, challenges. Right, right. They, they picked the most positive word, grand, but they are truly, truly difficult to... Uh, like you said, how do you measure progress? Yeah. Sometimes in the eye of the beholder. So when you talk about science versus art... I think some of these are more scientific, right? You're going to have hard data that's going to be able to show you one from point A to point B. While other things, you know, what is safe, affordable housing to people, right? I mean, I think you could, you've got all these factors and all this data that can help support that, but it's still in the eye of the beholder. 
right? I, I'm not going to call something not good housing for somebody if somebody else thinks it is good, mm -hmm. right? So the challenge here is trying to get local, state, and federal folks to work together, as well as with nonprofits and for-profit organizations like mine, right? It's, it's a teaming together, and that's not that common. It's not that, you know, everybody's got budget uncertainty, right? Everyone. Every organization that I've ever been involved in, I've worked for actually local, state, and government, federal government in my career. And then the private sector, right? There are unique skill sets we can bring to the table, but they don't can't necessarily lead those efforts without the public sector, without public administrators leading this. So, Terry, talk a little bit more about what, where we go from here. Sure. Um, and, and pick, pick uh, a particular challenge, if you want to, as an example of what, uh, what's, what the academy is going to do next and what we can expect over the next year or two um, as we, you know, make demonstrable progress, as you say. So, Francis, I'll take the one that you, that you noted, um, enhancing or developing new approaches to public governance and engagement, right? How do you measure that? How do you think about it? Mm -hmm. Across all 12 of these, where the Academy intends to start is by developing that baseline assessment. Right, so we're going to be doing our research over the next year or so to say these are the things that are going on in this space. Here's where progress is being made. These are the challenges we continue to see. Here's who's working on it. Here's um, different solution sets that we see. And then start to develop some metrics that we can apply really over the next decade, as we talked about, so that as we look retrospectively, we can say, well, that's where we started. Here's where we are two years later. Here's where we are four years later. Here's the difference. And so as we do that, we're going to be reaching out across our networks. So we've got 950 some odd fellows. Every one of them has networks as well. So we've asked, first off, all of our fellows to affiliate with a grand challenge. Talk to us about which organizations they belong to that want to affiliate with that. And who's, so we start to build the network of who's already working and do that work to lay the groundwork and establish the baseline. And then from that, we'll be reaching out to other partners to build those networks to, again, bring um, the work that's already happening up to, you know, to light so that everyone can see it, figure out who can test it, who's got more um, ideas or innovation, right? And just really begin that acceleration. The Academy is not going to be the lead action organization for all of these. We may be the lead action organization for some of them. For example, reinvigorating the public service is a place where the Academy's done a lot of thought leadership. But what we want to do is find the leaders, connect those leaders across the different spaces, and then be the folks who start to convene and publish and share and um, motivate continued progress. You have no idea I don't know if you noticed, when you were talking about using data and metrics, Robert was actually slobbering on himself, <laughs> salivating. <clears throat> Very excited about this, aren't you? I won't miss an opportunity to talk about the Commission on that. Of course you won't. Of course you won't. Which I was a proud member. Of um, course. But, but those this is episode 86 of this podcast, <laughs> and this is the 86th episode where, where he's mentioned. Yes. The, the, yes, where he's plugged the Commission on Evidence-Based Policymaking. But, Sorry. But evidence, off. evidence you're, you're talking about sharing what works, right. raising that up so that everyone understands, and you can adopt those practices, accelerate the adoption of those practices. Right, and the interesting thing about these spaces, again, we're an advocate for the field of public administration. If you were to go ask public administrators, this would not be the first list of grand challenges that they would come up with. It's not sort of conventional public administration thinking. But as we went through the process of identifying the grand challenges, what became really clear to us is that the public administration field is at the core of any hope for solution development. The folks who have their hands on the levers of government right now 
are going to be need to be the ones who actually pull this together. So whether you've got a, a city administrator who's working on solutions at their local level, um, in partnership with their universities and their hospitals and their profit for-profit and non not-for-profit partners, or whether it's a state government or whether it's a region like the Western Governors Association, the people who can actually make the change for government are in government. I'm going to roll through these really quickly. We don't have time to talk about all 12 of them. And they're posted online at napawash.org is your website. Ensure electoral integrity and enhance voter participation. Modernize and reinvigorate public service. Develop new approaches to public governance and engagement. Advance national interests in a changing global context. Foster social equity. Connect individuals to meaningful work. Build resilient communities. Advance the nation's long-term fiscal health. Steward natural resources and address climate change. Create modern water systems for safe and sustainable use. Ensure data security and individual privacy. And 12 is make government AI ready. How did you narrow it down from the maybe hundreds of these that you could have chosen from to get to 12? Well, we first opened um, a public input channel. So we got from across really the general public Mm -hmm. um, ideas where people were really concerned about sort of the future of the country. Um, Then we formed a steering committee. So we had 14 people on the steering committee and we worked really hard to get leaders from across the public administration field. Um, and media and science to to make sure that we were thinking in a comprehensive way. So they looked at those 125 or so public submissions, brought their own expertise together, and what we did was we looked for trends in that submission. Um, there were a lot in the field of, for example, reinvigorating the public service, but all from sort of different facets of it. So we looked for commonalities and we began to identify trends. And then we also thought about what wasn't there Right, um, And so the water systems, for example, wasn't there, but it was related to some other things. And so when you think about what do people really need to survive, mm-hmm. they've got to have water. And really managing that water is a public administration challenge, and it's done differently in different places where you have too much or too little. So we looked at what we got, we looked at what wasn't there, and then we tried to think forward. Right, So we wanted things that were going to not just be a problem that we saw now but might be passed in a couple of years. We wanted the big challenges so that we could really generate a long-term work agenda for progress. Terry, thanks very much for coming in and talking about your work. Congratulations on completing it, getting it out there. It's great to have you on to talk about it. Good to see you. Great to see you. And Tony, great to get your insight also. Thanks for being on the podcast. And thank you, my friend. It's always great to be with you. Great to be with you. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.